music um oh boy for the home home edition back home at the ham palace um yeah uh the music wasn't working too too good on my uh uh app here that i'm recording on too so i had to make my own interest intro music which is of course the music from Bloodsport. Um, which I usually play with my ukulele in the beginning of this, but I uh, can't do that on the on the trusty old iPhone. So I had to do it manually. Wow, I you know the last episode was so heavy. You know the last five years of my life recording them. They had a, I had to lighten it up with this one, lighten it up, back to true form. Yeah, I'm, I almost wasn't going to show. Uh, I talked to, um, you know, uh, uh, Michael Caine, and I talked to uh, Ray Winstone, and they wanted to, you know, they offered to take over the show for me for at least one episode, but I'm like, no, this is the first honest-to-goodness episode of the year. I had to go back. I had to, you know, I turned 40 last year, so I had to do that little special to show you through the years how it went. Um, because uh, I, gosh darn it, I didn't get a Christmas episode done. I should have at least done a 10-minute Christmas episode. <sighs> I dropped the ball, guys. I'm sorry. But I'd say last year is probably the most amount of podcasts I've ever done. So I deserve a reward for that. Um, golly. Uh, I'll bring the microphone a little bit closer to me. Um, yeah, I know all of you are just dying to find out about, you know, the status of the Ham Palace. Um, you know, everyone's got to take it easy with the comments and questions. I just can't keep up with them all. <laughs> I gotta be honest, January was a rough one, kids, um, for Hambo, and uh, this is why, you know, I work, I work the part-time jobs, and I say jobs because I have more than one job, and I gotta do that to keep balance, um, can't do the office job anymore, kiddies, I just, uh, you know, being on the road and being in sales for about three years changes your DNA, and it's awfully hard to go back to any any other kind of normal job, let alone an office job. Okay? So, um, yeah, I have more than one job. One of the jobs entailed me working uh, in retail uh, after Christmas, and after Christmas you get a lot of returns, and uh, you have to deal with that, and uh, they decided to work work you like crazy, even though they barely gave me shifts during the mid, 
mid mid year and most of the year. But anyway, um, <clears throat> February I'm starting to get caught caught back up with my creative process, um, brainstorming some uh, some ideas for uh, my comedy comeback. Um, getting back into writing some jokes on the old memo pad, getting some material ready, um, finishing recording a song, a uh, new song, uh, which will be on SoundCloud, called, uh, well, I'm going to keep that one on the wraps. I'll keep that. Uh, anyway, uh, it'll add to my, my, uh, my fantasy album, uh, which I've been kind of working on. Um, speaking of fantasy, I guess we'll go right into it. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2018. Um, let's, let's throw a car in the space. And, uh, on a down note, let's, uh, you know, let's have to watch, uh, more shootings at a high school. So it's, uh, ups and downs as usual. Welcome to the show, 2018. And, uh. As every other year before that, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, Got to be with the families that, uh, you know, of the victims of the of the shooting. It's uh, it's uh, you know I don't I try not to talk about current events too often on this show. I want to keep things light and fun, and we get enough of that in the news. But uh, you know, it's that that stuff just is relentless. And uh, but we're going to escape that. This half hour is going to be about escape. Um, yeah, uh, how about that car in space? <laughs> Never thought I'd see something like that in my lifetime. Really bizarre, really bizarre to think that you'd see something like that happen. For Well, really, I thought there was going to be a little bit more of a, uh, a little bit more to it. I thought maybe, uh. Elon was going to have some kind of targeting system and a, maybe some kind of new kind of uh, uh, piloting system on it that would have it go to Mars. But there's nothing like that. E even the camera, I don't think it's going to last much longer if it's already gone. It's probably already gone out. But um, it's kind of like, well, I don't know. I, to me, you should have more of a purpose if you're going to throw a car out into space. You know, have it actually target the Mars and, and get into its atmosphere and drop and crash under the surface on a poor Martian's head. <laughs> but anyway, again, we've seen enough of this in the news by now. Um, and, and speaking about fantasy, uh, you know, I've, I've picked up a new board game. called It's called Untold. And I've gone over this on my blogs, or at least one of my blogs, um, over at, uh, I believe, yeah, it's Griffin, over at Griffin Tutoring. Um, yeah, it's a neat game. It's, it's, it includes Rory's Story Dice. Rory's Story Dice is, is a, a bunch of dice with icons and symbols on them. And what you do is you put a story together based on each image on the dice. And um, it's a cool little fun game if you're with some buddies and friends and you're just bored or you're looking for something to pass the time. It's a cool little thing to uh, have everybody come up with the parts of the story. Um, 
makes a fun little drinking game too, I'm sure. Anyway, um, the, the untold board game gives it more of a platform to work a story off of. And you put the dice into the little uh, cutouts uh, on the, onto the board. And from that, there's little arrows and descriptions under each dice that you uh, cut out. And it tells you this dice plus that dice equals um, someone trying to agitate you or kill you. And so you have to roll with those dice and how it works into that. And then once you figure that out, you, you grab a card and you see whether it's a, a green or a red green for good outcome, red for bad outcome. And you also pick a reaction card, and it has all these little weird uh, faces on it, smiling faces, frown faces, and that determines uh, a more specific scenario. It gets a little tough because some of the faces, you don't quite know the emotion behind them, so you have to really kind of roll with it. Um, it's a fun game. I mean, there's five cards that you flip over and each time you flip over a card you roll the dice and you get new results from the dice you put the dice into their little cutouts and again there's another uh written drawn diagram saying oh there's an evil ally implied in this dice you know and it just builds up a, up to a climax and you have to resolve it at the end and uh it's a neat my first game was great i played it with uh my character rage which is uh, you know, my character, uh, The Adventures of Rage, which is out now, which you can go find uh, on IndiePlanet.com, uh, The Adventures of Rage. And uh, he's uh, the, my bear warrior uh, from another, another planet, uh, half man, half bear. And uh, he took on a sheep monster from a bog, um, hair as thick of a... a, a Stick of a sheep, but big and round and fat, and he's a nasty uh, sucker to contend with. Uh, Rage didn't fare too well. In fact, he got his butt kicked pretty much by him. And he was Rage was out to rescue the farmer's daughter in a village in Ireland, and uh, it didn't go too well for Rage. He got humbled. He had a little bit of the humble pie for probably the first time in quite a while. And uh, but Rage did beat up a lot of this monster's kin. And, uh, which was pretty funny, beat him up with like a, like a, a tree, a huge tree branch. And, uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, but Rage, you know, Rage, didn't have much to say at the end uh, to the f poor farmer since he had failed the mission. Uh, but he did promise, make up, or force the creature to make a promise not to come back to the village and, and, uh, and impreg impregnate everyone's daughter, uh. With the new species. <laughs> so, I mean, right off the bat, you got a fun story there um, about a monster falling in, or daughter, human daughter falling in love with a monster. Beauty and the Beast, if you will. Um, while another beast is attacking that beast. <laughs> um, the other ones have been fun. I've been making my own story cubes. Uh, one of them was... Uh, Twin Peaks, The Return, Story Cubes, which I thought would be a lot of fun. And I played that on there, which is pretty neat. 
Um, I think the best thing you can do is make a bunch of dice based on maybe characters from your favorite TV, TV show or, or movie and, and put them on there and just have them all be from that. That way the, the whole theme of it uh, reverberates in, in each section. Um, so yeah, I recommend uh, uh, Untold, uh, The Adventures Await. Um, board game you check it out on Amazon or your local game shop, game store. Um, I don't review games too often on here. Um, I guess I'll give it a final review of the Untold. I'll give it a. I'll definitely give it like a. I'll give it a, an eight and a half out of ten, which is pretty good. Um, anyway, um, I, I like reviewing movies on here. If, you all know. In fact, I'm thinking of changing the category of this show from comedy to movies because, I, you know, while this show is, is I consider it uh, funny, I have gotten away from the skits because they are, you know, the experimental joke skits are, are, are very time-consuming and, uh, you know, you only get so much life in this world and you got to make the most of it. How much do I want to spend on skits that I don't know, I'm not getting any comments or replies to, but... I think it's still, this is still a fun way to test material out uh, when I get back on stage. Um, open mic nights, I'm uh, thinking of hitting those pretty pretty hard, uh, hopefully within the next couple months. Um, write new material. Um, I had a fun chance to go over with a friend of mine, and uh, a friend of mine wants to get into stand-up comedy. He used to be an or he is uh, an EMS worker, and uh, he has a lot of stories on the road. But we had some banter back and forth about what makes a joke. And, uh, well, truth be told, it, it, it was kind of tough for him to, to, to learn it, but I learned it through lots of uh, silence on stage, that you have to have a joke with a punchline. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm 40 now. Um, I'm not gonna hide that, you know. Um, everything up to this point, it's been training. That's the way I look at it. Training for my future success. So that's the way I look at. It. I don't look at a certain number of years as wasted years. They're not. They've been a learning, invaluable learning experience time in California, learning experience, networking experience, new friends experience, hardship experience, 2009, 2008, 2010, were pretty rough years. Um, I'm thankful I had friends and family that got me out of that mess and helped me out. Um, there's a great movie on Netflix that talks about um, the housing crisis during that at times, called The Big Short. Um, good movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale. Um, what's his name from The Office? It's terrible. I can't remember his name. I'm on the, I'm on the spot, so I can't remember his, remember his name right now. Ah, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I tell you who else was on the tip of my tongue a little while ago. There was a quiz at work. Uh, 
over the headsets, and it was like, who is the fourth Ghostbuster? Uh, or no, name all the Ghostbusters, the actor's name and the character's name. I, I named them all, and, but when I got to uh, Winston Zedmore, I was trying to remember the actor's name. It wasn't coming to me. And I have a great little technique that you guys should use, free of charge. Whenever you're strugg struggling to remember a name, go through the whole alphabet, A through Z. And then if it doesn't come to you, go through a name each by letter. So A, Albert, Alpha, uh, Alonzo, um, Al, and then go to B, Bert, um, Becky, Bobby, and C, and then D, and so on and so forth. You'll get it. You go through those names. Think of the ones that there's something to one of those. It's going to be one of those letters, one of the names, and you think about it, and then you stop. You let go. You let your subconscious take that information and pull it from that. And sure enough, that's what happened to me. It came back to me when I let go and stopped thinking about it. After going through the alphabetical list of names, Ernie Hudson, fourth Ghostbuster. Never got much love. But uh, I tell you, if they do another Ghostbusters without Harold Ramis, he'll get plenty of love because he'll be one of the few left remaining. Ha huh. ha. Rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Um, I'm going to go straight into the movie review. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to go right into it. Um, in fact, maybe I'll do two movie reviews for the price of nothing. Um, first one is, uh, there's been quite a few reviews out already. Uh, the Phantom Thread. The Phantom Thread uh, with Daniel Day-Lewis, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um Last Pomp, Thomas Anderson movie I saw was an Inherent Vice, which I couldn't get into. Um, only just a couple scenes from that were memorable and some character moments. But I have not watched it since I saw it in the theater. Um, this one. This one was a beauty. Um, each scene is masterfully shot. It takes place in London... Uh, England and during the 50s and just the design, uh, the period piece clothing that everyone's wearing and the clothing on display is awesome. I mean, incredible attention to detail. Uh, the lighting in this is just uh, not absolutely beautiful and it, it lights the gowns and everything and the clothing being used. Um, it's it's like an old-fashioned kind of throwback to the, the 50s and, and the, the beauty and, and the elegance and, and some of the outfits. And the thing is, like, I didn't, you know, before all this, I didn't care. I'm like, this is weird, a weird subject matter. I'm not into the fashion industry. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Um, but... It's Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm sure he'll find a way to make it interesting. He better, because that is not really interesting the pants off me. Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm like, ah, it seems like it's not really a tough guy role for him in any shape or form, um, which we're all kind of used to, like, aggressive, eccentric, tough guys um, from him. 
uh, even the boxer was was a flawed, tough guy. Um, this this one, he's very uh, hmm, almost not quite feminine, but his voice is very uh, very light, but. I'd say he's a very rigid personality. He doesn't want, he wants everything the way it is and undisturbed and he's got a pattern. And uh, much, this remind me, reminded me of Pay It Forward with uh, uh, Kevin Spacey where someone's, a character is set in, in, its, in his rhythms and a big change comes along where someone enters his life but the character can't change because it's so he's so used to his ways after so many years, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> it's like if I decided, oh, some girl comes along, oh, let's let's get married tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, probably not going to go so well. Um, so uh, there's some great quotes in it by Daniel Day Lewis. Um, some memorable ones, like uh, for example. Uh, what is my game? What exactly is the nature of my game? <laughs> There's some other quotes. That, this is going to be a rewatchable movie for sure. Um, now, there's a plot twist halfway through the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it's, uh, it's a fun uh, plot twist, and, and the movie takes on a whole other kind of meaning uh, once it happens. Um, although there's really not much to the twist, it, it's pretty straightforward. Um, really, the enjoyment of the movie is from the performances and and the beauty of the shots, and uh, it's just a well done, well thought out kind of film. Um, although the subject matter to me isn't really that exciting, the acting and the performance and the, the Everything comes together, and, and you're not. I'm not bored by it. I, I, you know, I'm watching every shot, masterfully composed and done. And and uh, again, the performances on both ends. Uh, the woman that, that comes to his uh, uh, place of work that he he you know, he falls in love with at the re at the restaurant. She's a waitress. Um, it's 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 good on both sides. Uh, everybody everybody's good in it. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis' uh, sister, which I wasn't even sure that was his sister until I heard her in the review. Um, she's really a good, uh, strict uh, character in this that uh, accommodates Daniel Day-Lewis' uh, particular, uh, particularness. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. I think it's... Um, you know, probably one that you're gonna watch and and be like, wow, that that was an interesting film. Um, you might watch it again because of the quotes um, and the memorable performances. Although there's really not much not much to it as far as plot twists, except one one major one. Other than that, there's really not much more to it. You kind of wish that there was. Um, in fact, if there's a flaw to this movie, it's that you wish there's a little bit more going on, plot thread-wise. <clears throat> but 
but the simplicity simplicity to it probably says a lot a lot about it um so there you go i'm going to give that uh phantom thread um uh, much like untold i'll give it an eight and a half out of ten where it's like well like i just said if, if, they, if they'd done a little bit more with it maybe added a couple more characters this is a movie that probably could have is one of the few times where it could have been just a little bit longer in some areas and shorter in others. Um, some people are complaining about it being too long in the beginning, but I didn't mind it. I thought I just kind of enjoyed the ride up to up to the uh, the hook. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, the most recent one I watched. Um, was uh, Winchester. Um, I'm a big fan of the Winchester story uh, about uh, the woman that took over the business, the Winchester uh, uh, rifle, and uh, she pretty much ended up just using the most of the money to uh, keep building on the house of different, uh, you know, I watched this, I think, on Haunted History. Uh, where the Winchester, one house goes, one room goes to another room in a hallway that leads up into the ceiling, uh, stairs going nowhere, um, doors that lead to outside of the house that are for spirits. Really spooky, neat stuff. And um, that's a, I always thought that would be a cool idea for a ghost story movie. And they did it. And Helen Mirren is great. She nails it. She's got the American accent down. Um, uh, the guy that played uh, John Connor in the last Terminator movie, he uh, he was good too. He was kind of like an investigator uh, who's an alcoholic, and uh, his wife had died um, earlier to that, and. Uh, so he's investigating, he's very skeptic. In fact, he's a bit too skeptic. After, like, he sees a ghost maybe two or three times, he's still skeptic. I'm like, come on now. So there's some, a little bit of, there's definitely some jump scares going on, but some of the jump scares don't work at all. So that's, that's kind of a flaw against it. They overdid it with that. And if you're going to do jump scare, like a lot of jump scares, I'd say 80% of them have to hit their mark. And this one, the jump scares were kind of like, eh, 50, 60% of the time they, they startled you, you know. A few of them are pretty good. But I think what the movie needed was a little bit more, I think this is similar to Phantom Threat. It needed some more plot twists. Um, there's one one decent plot twist in it. And... Uh, which you kind of see coming a little bit, but it's still good. Um, but yeah, it's like boy, with a, with a with a rich kind of history and a weird character like uh, Helen Mirren, the one Helen Mirren plays. You think they'd have a little bit more to this one? Um, is it worth going to see? Yeah, if you're bored, you want some, you know, go see a matinee of it. Um, but. I was expecting a little bit more, but I, still, I, I thought it was good enough to go see. Um, it's a pretty cool, straightforward ghost story. 
And um, again, maybe a little bit of a stronger script, a little bit more plot twists in it, a little bit more atmosphere. You know, there's a lot more that could have been done with the mazes in the house and the rooms. You could have had some really cool poltergeist action going on there. And matter of fact, I think poltergeist, I mean, that's the concept. If they had stuck to that, what poltergeist was, where the house was kind of alive and different rooms led to different eerie, scary sections of the house, the suspense was so good in that. If they, they could have done that to this, and it, it could have been if better if they had milked the idea of the long maze hallways and the, the stairs that go to nowhere and the, the, the door that opens up out of the house. Um, there is a scene like that, but I just think there's a lot of opportunity there. They could have done a part two of this. Um, anyway, good enough to go see. Uh, but not enough to knock your socks off, really. Um, but, uh, golly, I'm going to end it here. Um, I think I'm going to go over next time uh, uh, Hellboy. I, I'm getting caught up on some Hellboy comics. Um, so I'll go over that. A little bit, and as well as movies I've been watching on Netflix or TV shows. Um, it's good to be back. It is three o'clock in the morning, though, and uh, I want to get this out and have a little bit of a chipper, chipper episode after the last one. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll do a retroactive Christmas episode. I don't know, but uh, oh, long days, pleasant nights, everybody.